Aleluya. Aleluya. Amen. Amen. Is someone excited to be here today? Tell the person next to you, I'm excited. Tell the person next to you, you look good. You look good. Is this your November look? Oh, you look good. Are you expecting a miracle? Are you sure? Are you sure? Okay, tell the person next to you, if you are not taking your miracle, I will take it on behalf of you. I will take it for you. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 I just want to welcome you once again to Jesus House, Toronto. We're parish of the Redeemed Christian Church of God. This is where Jesus lives. Amen. Uh, this is his residence in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Amen. So if you are looking for Jesus, come to Jesus House, Toronto. We fellowship with God. We fellowship with each other. Amen. And as we fellowship with God, we know God. As we love God and as we fellowship with each other, we also love each other. Amen. So if you are not worshiping with us, you're just visiting, uh, we'll look forward to seeing you again and again and again. Amen. Uh, if you are just visiting and you are probably living in the country, just consider this your family home in Toronto. We are taking you by force as family member. Amen. So please uh, remember us in a place of prayer and uh, we covet your prayers as you pray. I believe God answers prayers. Prayers are not a waste of time. Prayers work. Amen. I just want to quickly, uh, before we go into the message for today, just uh, invite my, my dear wife, um, the sugar in my tea. <laughs> she just wants to quickly share a brief testimony. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. Amen. Well, maybe I'll just let you know, uh, we lost... Uh, I lost my father-in-law, her father, uh, in the month of October, Amen. and she just wants to just Amen. briefly Lord, talk about I it. I don't want to take too much of your time. I just want to thank God. I don't know where to start from. I need to come you actually, for his faithfulness in my life and life of my family. Thank him for my dad who went to be with the Lord just last month. It's been a tough one, but I cannot actually, <laughs> I can't complain. Because he would have been 95 this week, and November 10. I thank God for a life well spent in divine health. All through, I don't remember him being admitted to the hospital and all that. But just this last month, you know, things just went, you know. But I thank God that at least he didn't go through pain, months and years and all that. He's been so healthy, but God, at his own time, he says, there's a time to live and there's a time to die. So I believe it was just the time for him to grow to be with the Lord. And I really thank God for his life. Such a loving father. I, if I go on and on, I might get you know, a bit emotional. But I just thank God for his life. Since there is not much time, I will, maybe next month, by God's grace, will come to, you know, to testify of God's goodness in my life, in the life of my family, and for my dear dad. God bless you. Thank you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, no matter how old... Uh, we still love our parents and uh, we want them to be with us. But uh, our father has always been a strong man and uh, 
uh, he looked more of 70 something uh, and unfortunately uh, when he became sick uh, it's everything just cascaded and whatever but uh, this is a man that was uh, in the month of late September he was asking for designer perfume uh, to be sent to him you know and uh, his room is upstairs at 94 he goes upstairs several times a day to his room and down so we, we want to thank God. We appreciate all that God has done. Uh, his legacy will still remain. And uh, the Lord himself will continue to give the living strength and courage and support each and every one of us in Jesus' name. Uh, we do have uh, Pastor Olarin Waju Ayedu. Uh, he's an assistant pastor in charge of Lagos Province 40. Uh, He's right here with us with his lovely wife. Let's give the Lord a clap of it. And I believe uh, when uh, God sends a man of God, we want to draw out the anointing from him. So he would, uh, uh, even though I've not mentioned, he would help us round up the service and just pray so that you would be living here with a double portion. Amen. And if you don't want yours, I can take triple portion. Amen. But I'm sure you definitely want yours. Uh, because this month is a month of 11th hour miracle and uh, you just want to believe God. We're not looking unto man. The Bible says Christ in us is the hope of glory. Not the hope of shame. It's the hope of glory. And the scripture says if you believe in Jesus, you will not be put to shame. Amen. Uh, God will take away shame from your midst. Fear from your midst. And it will take away nakedness from our midst in Jesus' name. Uh, we want to talk about at least a miracle daily. At least a miracle daily. And I believe that God himself knows your desire. Uh, the Bible says he sees, he hears, and he comes down to deliver. Uh, other people might not know your situation, but God knows your situation. Pastor might not understand, but God understands. The brethren around you might not understand, but God knows. They say, it is he that wears the shoes that knows where he pinches. God wears the shoes with you. And he feels what you feel. And that's why we have Jesus, we have the Holy Spirit, and we have the Father in our boots. And my prayer is that you would allow them to be with you, not just once in a while, but permanently. Uh, you will finish well. You will finish strong. Uh, you are not going to go on a journey of no return. God himself will continue to sustain you in your going out and coming in, in your waking and sleeping moments, day and night, God will be with you in the mighty name of Jesus. Let's look at uh, this uh, topic, and uh, I think we have to look at Second Kings chapter 13, verses 20 and 21. Second Kings chapter 13. Verses 20 and 21. And uh, when you see certain scriptures, you want to take notes because God himself is reassuring you that he's able to do the miraculous. Uh, nobody can question him. He doesn't have to answer to anybody. He does whatever pleases him. Amen. Uh, he does whatever pleases him because he is God. 2 Kings chapter 13, verses 20 to 21. And the Bible says, and Elisha died, and they buried him. We know brother Elisha, 
It was the one that collected, obtained a double portion of what his master Elijah had. So he had a double portion, and that's why I said you would live here with a double portion. But the Bible says like every other man or every other human being, there is a time to be born and a time to die. And this is the time for Elijah to die. And the Bible says, and Elijah died, and they buried him. And the bands of the Moabites invaded the land at the coming in of the year. Another version says, in spring of the year. And verse 21 says, And it came to pass as they were burying this man, that behold, they spied a band of men. The Moabites were coming. And what did these people do? The Bible says, And they cast the man into the, into the grave of Elisha. And when the man was let down, his dead body touched the bones of Elisha. And he was revived. And he stood up on his feet. Is that explainable? No. Is that logical? No. Is that what uh, you can use your reasoning? No. It's just a miracle that happened. Father, we ask, oh God, that you open our eyes to see. Open our ears to hear. Open our hearts to receive. Open our lips to proclaim your glory. Say, let your will be done. Let your purpose be fulfilled. And let your name alone be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Anytime I read this scripture, it is, you look at it and see a situation where someone, they were mourning. They were mourning. They were weeping and whatever. They have lost someone dear to the family. And they were all going to bury the man. The man had no name. Not, nothing was mentioned about the family or the name or whatever. But it is an occasion that happens to so many people. But in this particular occasion, uh, as in other occasion, as someone is going to be buried, life still goes on. Amen? I remember when I did my father's burial, my mom's burial. By the time you step out of the mortuary, life is still going on. People are still doing all sorts. People buying, people selling, people doing, people are doing all. And in this particular instance, things were going on. There was a war. And the Bible says that the Moabites invaded the land. And as they were going to bury the man at a time of war, suddenly the people that were so dear, that felt this man was so dear to them, and they were so dear to the man, now decided, let the dead bury themselves. And what did they do? They saw the enemy coming and the Bible says that was the end of the funeral. They casted his body into a grave not knowing that it was the grave of Elisha. Remember, Elisha had died. But God has not died. Because Elisha was a man of God. Elisha had received a double. Even in death, the anointing was still upon his bones. And the Bible says, suddenly, the man that was considered confirmed and certified dead probably has been embalmed, connected with the bones of Elisha. And this man rose up. And taking it from here, it's my own imagination, not the Bible. You can imagine the man rose up 
And suddenly a man that was dead now realized that the enemy were coming. And he didn't want to die again. <laughs> he now began to run after the funeral, the family, and say, wait for me. <laughs> and the people turned around and saw the dead man coming. And they kept running faster. And they got to the house. And as they got to the house, they decided to shut the door. And the man started knocking. Wait for me. Open the door. They are more fights. But they refused to open the door. Because the bottom line is nobody loves you more than God loves you. You know, when there are some miracles, people could get so frightened. And is this miracle could frighten anybody. Uh, we might be laughing. Imagine you are at the barrier. You would also run. But at the end of the day, uh, this is an unusual incident. This is an unusual incident. And that's why we want to be able to understand what is a miracle. Because if you do not understand what is a miracle, you probably will not be able to appreciate what has happened. Because you will spend so much time trying to analyze it. You will spend so much time trying to put your brain power to work. But as we looked at the scripture, it's unexplainable. Even the man that rose up from the dead cannot explain what happened. Even Elijah, Elisha that was dead cannot explain what happened. Even the bones cannot explain. Even the Moabites cannot explain. Neither can the family explain. And that's why we want to look at what is a miracle. Because this is going to happen as we are in the month of November, 11th hour miracle. We want to be able to have an understanding so that when this happens, we are not analyzing, we are embracing it. What is a miracle? When there is a divine intervention. The ability of man has been exhausted. But there is a divine intervention. What is a miracle? When you receive divine assistance. Help is sent from heaven. What is a miracle? When something supernatural or extraordinary happens to the glory of God. When you receive a supernatural encounter. When you receive a blessing that you cannot even comprehend. When you receive a life-changing experience. From that moment on, you will know that it was not you. It was God that intervened. And we can see it from some of our testimonies. We, a lot of us have this that we can even till today not be able to explain it. The Bible tells us in Matthew 14, 25 to 32, because of time, I'll just paraphrase. Uh, the Bible tells us of when Jesus Christ walked on water. No matter what you say about brother Peter, he walked on water. You might say he denied Jesus three times, but he did walk on water. Because when Jesus Christ was walking on water, Peter said something. I said, Jesus, if it is you, Beat me to come to you. And Jesus said he should come. And he began to walk on water. 
until he allowed analysis and logic to come into play and fear and all the things that we allow to divert us from the miracle. And sometimes we end up killing the miracle. And when the winds raised the storms came, Peter then began to sink. But if he had looked unto Jesus, then that miracle will be fully established and it will be permanent. Let's look at another scripture. The Bible tells us in Genesis 18, 19 to 15 about, the, uh, about uh, Abraham's testimony. Abraham had been believing God for the fruit of the womb. Himself and his wife Sarah for a long, 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 long time. And there was a divine intervention. The Bible in Romans 4 from 17 to 21 explains the situation that Abraham, irrespective of his condition, irrespective of his age, irrespective of his uh, reproductive system, and the same thing with his wife, there was double deadness, but he held on to God. And a miracle was established. The Bible says in Genesis 21, verses 1 to 3, that God himself visited Sarah as he has said and did unto Sarah as he has promised. You know, when we get to this time of the year, people are already getting weary. They are already giving up on God. They are not expecting anything from God. They are believing that God cannot do anything. Listen, even to the very last second. After waiting, for, uh, trusting God for the fruit of the womb, myself and my wife for almost 10 years, it was this month that God made it come to pass. And just to show that it was not a mistake, the second child came on the 31st of December, four years after. Just to show that he can do it. And he can do it again. Over and over. Over and over. And I want you to be expectant. Because if you are not expecting anything, then you get nothing. You are expecting to get a job, but you give up. Don't quit on God. God will not quit on you. Because you are almost there. The heavenly witnesses are saying, are cheering you on. But you are getting weary. You are getting weary. You are getting weary. But you should press forward. Because as you press forward, you would enter into it. It is called the breakthrough because there is a resistance. Don't worry. Don't tire. Don't faint. Don't draw back. Push until something happens. Push until something happens. You are about to give birth to a miracle. You are almost there. You have been carrying it for nine months. You have been carrying it for one year. It is time to birth. The hour to favor you has come. Luke chapter 1 verse 45 says, Blessed is she that believes, for there shall be a performance of that which has been promised from above. We have said it over and over, for you to receive that miracle, indeed a daily miracle, you must receive a word of God. Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You must receive that word of God. You cannot ignore the word of God. You must believe that word of God. You must believe it. If you don't believe Pastor Ken, believe God. Don't mix the messenger and the message together. 
Because when the message comes from God, don't let the messenger distract you. Because sometimes when we receive a word, we are looking at who said the word. If it's bishop, so and so. If it's archbishop, so and so. If it's prophet, so and so. Then we say, Amen. But if God sends someone else, then you just and walk away. And you walk away from your miracle. All you need to do is to confirm what the word of God says. We don't have much time because we want to thank God. But I, I believe that one of the things that we are going to be looking at in this month is all about miracles. And one thing I learned from the general overseer of the redeemed Christian church of God is that there are several types of miracles. And by the special grace of God, we will go in depth into this. They are original miracles. There are unique miracles and there are special miracles. But each one of them come, you just want to embrace it. You want to embrace it. You want to hold on to it because God has moved on your behalf. I remember clearly, even distinctively, till today, my very first miracle. I was not born again. But God intervened. Because he heard the cry of this young man that was having difficulty entering the university. Because as for those that were schooled in Nigeria, you know what a jam does to some people? It kept on jamming me and jamming me and jamming me. I finally got the opportunity to go and study sociology. And my, I, I'm, I have nothing against sociology. But my dad said, what is it? What's sociology? You know how our parents are back in? So what is sociology? And unfortunately for me that had been very troublesome and rascally, I said it's the study, study of social life. <laughs> I, I, it came out to me. Immediately I said it. it came out to me as if I'm going to study how to party. I said you don't even know what you are going to study. That was hard to go try again. Ended up in a polytechnic. Until one day I sat in my uncle's house and I, I, I wept and I wept, I wept. Because I looked at my life in a flash of a moment. I was just drifting away. And this was in my uncle's house in Benin. I wept and wept and wept until my weeping entered into silent mode. You know those kind of weeping? That <laughs> because I was becoming a disappointment to my parents. And I particularly remember I wrote a letter to my parents and said, you have tried for me. It's time for me to move on. It was later my dad was saying, ah, they were afraid that maybe this, this looks not encouraging. It looks like a suicidal note. But I decided to do it once again. And I want to encourage someone. Whatever is your challenge, do it once again. Because God knows where you are as you cry out unto him. God had the cry of this young man in that room in Benin. You know, I remember it is called Ikoba Sloop or something. I, and God had the cry of this man and he released a miracle. I had tried to do plan B because I come from that direction. I decided to select a university in that direction. You know how people plan, just in case. But by the time the results came out, they didn't take me there. I went to the university and the person that told me to come told me 
Listen. Uh, you got around 100. <laughs> I said around, it can't be. Because I prepared, I studied. And I kept on asking God to intervene. Because even though I was not born again, I kept on asking God to intervene. God intervene. Because this shame would be taken. I was almost joining the army then. Because I looked at this as, let me join. Because people in that position usually have friends that we are all just uh, floating together. And we all, all wanted to join the army. Until God said, no, this is the way you go. <laughs> when I left the university, the guy says, you got around. Meanwhile, the pass mark should be about 300 or something or 200. And he says, around. I said, no, it can't be. And I encourage you, don't. Whose report would he believe? I said, can't be. This person cannot be serious. And I'm just letting you know quickly as to how I held on. That if he knew my result, he would tell me that I got 100. You see how I'm analyzing it? Not around. Because he said he checked it. So I said, no, he didn't check it. He was just fooling around. So I decided, instead of going back to my uncle's house, I decided to go to my auntie's place because she has told me that she will go check also. When I got to her place, she first told me, uh, God's time is the best. That's true, but I knew that it's like an introduction for a bad news. She gave me something to eat. I ate. <laughs> then she said, uh, she went to the, one of the professors that she knew and she checked everything. And when she was going further, you know, being an auntie, she still wanted to check it to the last. The professor said, don't bother with those ones. And she repeated, God will do it in his time. The food, I lost appetite. <laughs> I left my auntie's place and I'm just trying to encourage someone. I left my auntie's place. I went back to my uncle's place where I was residing. It says, have you seen your result? I said, no, I haven't seen it. He said, are you still going to go and check? I said, I'm traveling back to Lagos tomorrow. And I got to the, uh, the uh, motor park to get my vehicle to Lagos. And as I got to uh, the motorboat, I saw that there was, the results were going to be released that day. When I got to Lagos from, for those that are familiar with, uh, from Ojota, I headed to Ikoi Street to get to check the results. When I went there, I now got to the, where they pasted everything and I began to look at. I looked at the University of First Choice. As they said, it was not there. And I began to go. I've been jammed a second, another time again. Then a little voice told me, go and check your second choice, which is not normally happens because the law that I entered for was a lot at that time, it was a lot higher than the one of that other university. And I went there and I began to check. And I saw my name on the second, the second name. I, be, I thought I was hallucinating. And I began to K-E-N-N. -N. And I checked it. I checked the number. It was all correct. I went, I, I strolled away. 
so that the hallucination will calm down because I had been battered so many times. I came back again and I checked it. It was still there. It didn't disappear. I now went back home. My mom said, have you seen your result? It's come out. I said, no, I haven't seen it. Because I wanted to go and check again tomorrow, the next morning. The next morning I went again. It's still there. I knew God had moved on my behalf. Till today, I don't know what happened. You know, those kind of things, you don't want to go and ask what happened. Because if you go and ask what happened, they say, oh, we made a mistake here. <laughs> you don't want to ask. I just took my luggage and went to the university. And that was how I finished university. See, today I don't understand. And that's it's just an example. And that was the very first experience I had. And I cannot forget it. You would have yours. And it is the same God that is available. Jesus Christ. Yesterday, today, and forever. If he has done it before, he can do it again. He can give you an original miracle. He can give you a unique miracle. He can give you a special miracle. But for all of them, you will not be able to explain what happened. All you are going to do is to give glory to the almighty God. Because it is God that has done it. And I believe that God himself is going to do that of someone here today. You are not living here empty-handed. You are not looking at me. I've shared a story of my testimony is to allow the word of God and a testimony to provoke your faith. Because if God has done it for someone else, then it means that you are next in line for the miracle. God is able to turn it around. I don't know what you are trusting God for, but whatever they want to use to bury you, God will use it to promote you. Whatever they want to use to stop you, God will use it to move you forward. Where they said there's no way, God will make a way. Where they say it cannot be done, God will do it for you. But what do you need to do? And I'll just round up here. First of all, you don't want to say, I'm not born again. You want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You don't want once in a while miracle. You want a daily miracle. And the way to have a daily miracle is to have the Lord in your boots. A lot of people are living dangerously. They are laboring on their own. They're struggling. They're toiling on their own. Meanwhile, Jesus Christ says, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. I don't know who does not want rest. Even the wicked man wants rest. So why are you delving and embracing that, that unrest? The peace that you're looking for is in Jesus. The joy that you're looking for is in Jesus. The blessing that you're looking for is in Jesus. Because in Jesus is the greatest miracle. There's no other miracle than salvation. Jesus said, except a man be born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. He cannot. He cannot see the kingdom of heaven. Except a man be born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter. 
John 3, 16 says, For God so loved you and I that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. We want the blessing. We want the gifts. We want the miracles. But we are not embracing he that can give you on a daily basis. Anything can happen. Nobody promised us tomorrow. His blessing is here on earth and for eternal. All you need to do is to believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died for your sins and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. You have heard over and over and over, but you still walk away. Yes is a choice. No is a choice. I'm still thinking about it. It's a choice. I pray that you will not live here without Jesus. Sometimes we think, well, I, I, I'm waiting for when I get older. I'm waiting for when I make some money. I'm waiting for when this happened, that happened, that happened. And at the end of the day, we'll miss our blessings. Because every day you keep away from Jesus Christ, you are losing your blessing. Every day you keep away from him, your joy cannot be full. Your peace cannot be there. Let us bow our heads and talk to the Lord. You know you have a need. It's not what you want that matters. It's what you need. You want so many things and you are so distracted. What you need is salvation. What you need is salvation. In French, it says, je besoin de. What I need is salvation, not what I want. Je veux. Not voudrais. It is what I need that matters. And the Bible says, my God shall supply all my need according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. You need Jesus because there lies the supply. There lies the provision. And there lies life eternal. If there's anyone here that is not yet born again, you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I just want you to lift up your hands wherever you are. I just want to pray with you briefly. Don't, don't, don't look at other people and think, well, they, they think I'm born again. God knows your status. God knows. It's not Christianity, it's Christianity. It's your relationship. And your relationship starts with being born again. If you are going to have a daily miracle, you want to have Jesus in the house, Jesus in your boat. You don't just want to hear of him, you want to know him. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, oh God, that you will convict, oh God, your children. Touch their hearts, oh God. Touch their hearts. Touch their hearts. So that their salvation will be as a result of conviction. Not coercion. Not manipulation. Not influence. It will be as a result of conviction. As we're in the 11th month, oh God. 
As we're trusting you for the 11th hour miracles, we know the very beginning of it is Jesus Christ. Jesus, we confess our sins. Jesus, we repent of our sins. Jesus, we acknowledge that we are sinners. Jesus, we ask for forgiveness. Jesus, we ask, oh God, that you come into our life. Jesus, we thank you for welcoming us into God's family. Jesus, thank you for your Holy Spirit that you have sent. Thank you for power. As I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior, I receive power. I receive power. So that, Lord, I walk out my salvation with fear and trembling. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for sanctifying me. And thank you for calling me to serve. Thank you, O oh God, for the daily miracles. I know, O oh God, it's not by my power or ability. It is by your spirit. Continue, O oh God, to feed me testimonies to your glory and praise. And let others be provoked. Let their faith be provoked by my daily testimonies. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen and amen. Congratulations, someone. I know that God himself would answer your prayer. And you will come and testify to his goodness and faithfulness in Jesus' name. Uh, we would uh, be taking our Thanksgiving offering. And uh, we will be giving glory to the Most High God. We have shared our testimonies. We have shared a word. But all the glory belongs to the Most High God. And as we come before his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise, we are fulfilling the protocol. And God himself, who knows that which we need, would give us more of that which he has purposed for our lives in Jesus' name. So I'll just uh, ask that we rise up on our feet, uh, bring out our thanksgiving offering, uh, have our thanksgiving dance ready, our thanksgiving shout, our thanksgiving rejoicing. It is not unto man, it is unto God. Uh, as we said, uh, God does not need our money, uh, but when we give, we are connecting to what God is doing. Amen? And God prospers his people to prosper his work. And I repeat that again. God prospers his people to prosper his work. Uh, God is not going to send down dollars, so he needs to look for someone that is ready to yield unto him. And I believe that as you yield, God will make you a financier, a treasurer of his kingdom in the mighty name of Jesus. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, O God, for that which we bring unto you. Our thanksgiving dance offering, our thanksgiving praise. Father, we bring unto you and not unto anyone. We say, take all the glory, take all the honor, take all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen and amen.